Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team. They got it done in dramatic fashion. Game seven on the road at Dodger Stadium. This is the greatest moment of my baseball career of my life right now. I'm so happy. I feel like I want to cry right now. I don't know what to do. The following is a production of the best team in baseball. When you get to the World Series, that's the greatest feeling on the planet. I'm always going to do 100% for the city of Houston. You leave a legacy and a mark on people that won't be forgotten. You're home for the 2017 World Series champions. And the Astros are 2017 World Series champions. The Houston Astros. World Series champions. Radio Network. Who would have ever believed? Welcome back. Robert Ford and Steve Sparks joined by Astros general manager Jeff Luno before this Sunday afternoon game against the St. Louis Cardinals. And you know, Steve and I were actually talking about this on the year not too long ago. Jeff, you get through the first few games of spring training. There's some evaluation, but a lot of it is just getting guys out there, getting them back into uh, baseball rhythm. But now we're at the point of spring training, getting toward the midpoint of camp where it's more about evaluation and seeing what guys can do. I think so. I mean, initially we want to make sure everybody's healthy and feeling good, and we're seeing that, and all of our stars have been out there. Dallas pitches tomorrow, so he'll be the last one to get out there. And we feel good that our rotation's in good shape. And now what does that mean for Peacock? What does it mean for... McHugh, what does it mean for the rest of the relievers? So we are going to be looking at all the relievers pretty closely here. And then, you know, Derek Fisher's having a heck of a camp. He's a guy that's clearly, you know, we got to figure out exactly what his role is. And with Yuli being out, there's a bunch of guys that are that are being looked at pretty carefully. So it matters. I mean, we're not going to go strictly on performance, but it does matter. We look at what happens every day. If Derek Fisher checks all the boxes off in spring training and the season begins, uh, what does that mean for the at-bats with Jake Marisnik? It's a good question. I mean, what does it mean for the at-bats for Marwin Gonzalez and for Jake Marisnik? Because we've got a left-field spot open, and we know that all three of those guys can play it. Uh, Jake's probably going to move around a little bit, play some center. Um, Marwin's going to play some first. Um, and so it'll, it remains to be seen. But I think the good problem that A.J. wants to have is that everybody's playing well, and he's got to have someone on the bench that doesn't want to be there. And that's kind of how we were all last year. You mentioned Yuli Gurriel found out this week that uh, had surgery on the hamate bone, left hand, and uh, a, a pre-existing injury that, that he really aggravated recently. And obviously that changes first base a little bit. Uh, so how do you see that shaking out uh, for the start of the year, and at least through the rest of the camp? Well, we're talking about him missing probably two weeks due to the injury. Two weeks during the season. During the season, mm-hmm. and then probably another week due to the suspension. So it's going to give someone a, a three-plus-week opportunity to prove themselves, whoever makes our opening day roster. 
And you got to figure that a guy like J.D. Davis is putting himself in a really good spot right now by how he's been playing. And we've noticed him at first a little bit more. A.J. Reed's going to continue to get reps out there. Tyler White, we know he can play second. We know he can move around a little bit. So I think what we'll probably see is some of these guys play a little left, too, just so we know that they're versatile more than just first base. But it's a wide-open competition as far as I'm concerned. It actually impacts Tony Kemp, too. He could be that last guy to play a bunch of positions, and then Marlin comes up, Marwin comes over to first. So all four of those guys are, are putting themselves in a position. If they play well, they can make the team. Jeff, last year, when, when some of the starting pitchers for the team went down for periods of time, our fingers were crossed when we were talking about it, but it came to fruition. It was almost a blessing in disguise because they were more fresh going into the postseason. Maybe the same thing for Gurriel. I think so. I mean, last year was the first full American season for him, and it's a lot more grueling than the Cuban seasons. And and he did you know wear down a little bit, but obviously he was uh, healthy enough to hit a three-run homer off a of Kershaw at the right time and a couple of other big hits for us in the playoffs. So. Um, I, you know, it works more, I think, last year for our catchers. Having that breather for McCann was huge. Uh, having, you know, Gaddis have a little bit of a breather, too. Um, and Keuchel and, and McCullers. I mean, when those guys got some time off, it really ended up being a blessing for us. So you never want you guys to have time off during the season. You want them to go wire to wire. But we know it's going to happen, and, and hopefully it'll mean that they're more rested for October. And you mentioned J.D. Davis getting some time at first base, guys getting some time possibly in left field who haven't played a whole lot there. Have you noticed as you've, your career has progressed in the game that that versatility, you know, having guys like Marwin Gonzalez who does it so well, that's become even more and more of a priority uh, in terms of developing players and, and what you look for? It is because you can never predict where the opening is going to be in the big leagues. And you don't, you know, you think you've got a third baseman for the next 10 years and all of a sudden he gets traded or hurt and you have an opening there. So... Uh, the more guys can play a few positions, and, you know, Tyler White doesn't look like your prototypical second baseman, but he plays pretty good second base out there. He's able to turn a double play, and he's gotten his body in shape. So I think those are the types of things the player has to buy into it, but if they do, I think it can really prolong their career. All right. Astros General Manager Jeff Luno, so good to see you. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. So 1-0. And Mayfield drills this one deep to left center field. Kelly is going back on the warning track at the wall, and that's gone. Jack Mayfield ties it at seven with the long ball. Well, you're a big pitcher. You see Mayfield in the box. Probably wouldn't realize that he went deep 20 times in the minors last year, a career high. Well, he got on base, didn't he? That's, a, that's the way you get on base. He got off base, too. <laughs> this is Steve Sparks, and I'm with yesterday's hero for the Astros. Offensively, for sure, was Jack Mayfield with a big home run in the ninth inning to tie things up. Jack I don't think a lot of people can look at you in the in the box and know you hit 20 home runs in the minor leagues last year. Your power it continues to increase. What's going on? Uh, you know, it's just uh, getting in the right position to hit and finding a good pitch and uh, putting a good swing on it. And, uh, of course, we've been in spring training. You work a lot. You work on your swing and stuff. And, uh, you know, me and Tyler White have been coming early and, you know, getting working on that swing. It's a thing called, like, swing plane. And, uh you know, it's just hard work in there, hard work in there, and then translating it to the game. And, you know, fortunately, it, it uh, paid off a little bit there. Okay, there's a kid listening in the radio in the car right now. Let's talk about swing playing. Teach a kid. If you were younger right now, how can you teach a kid to have more power? Uh, well, power just comes uh, getting everything under you, you know, using your legs, using everything under under one swing. And, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy just how much I, I still learn here. Uh, Jeff Albert just knows so much stuff. And, you know, but uh, swing plane is just getting on the, the right plane with the ball that's coming in. And, uh, 
you know, a lot of guys would might explain it differently, but uh, that's just the main thing is just getting on the right plane with the ball. You know, your shoulders have to be in the right plane, and, uh, you know, it's just finishing high as well. And, uh, of course, I've been working on that, and, you know, it was, it was pretty cool right there. <laughs> pretty cool. This is a dumb question, Jack, but if a pitcher is taller and he's throwing overhand, do you have to change your swing plane? I mean, a little bit, yeah. It's, it's more just... Finding his uh, release point, that's, that's of course, how you just said it, but, uh, and the angle that it comes in. And, you know, it's just how, how much you can be more efficient to getting on that plane. You know, there's a thing called connection as well, staying tight and uh, just driving the baseball. But, uh, you know, it's just all those different little things is just stuff that, that everyone's working on. And, uh, you know, of course, it's not going to show up right away, but, you know, I, it's just hit or miss. And the more we work on it, then it'll, you know, show up a lot more. Talk about connection in, in some players. Probably when you're in high school or college, even you talked about working your hands, but things are using more of your big muscles now, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, the main thing is is getting your uh, you know quads, your legs, and your hips in the right position so you can fire. You know, uh, one thing they talk about is say like a boxer. Yeah. It's like they're they got that little bit of lean back and then boom, they fire everything short, short compact, and fire everything you know, towards the, their opponent or the pitcher as a hitter. So, uh, you know, it, you might think of trying to hit a home, run, a home run. You get really big. That's whenever you can jam yourself, you know, pop out, all those things. But uh, it's crazy how it works whenever you hit a home run. It's almost like you don't even feel it off the bat. And so that right there tells you that you don't have to do too much. you got to stay compact and, you know, just drive it. How much have you changed in just the last two years? I mean, I have. I have. And uh, things have, have paid off for me. I've... I've changed a few things uh, from college, but uh, with me, I just try to stay consistent, you know, and just fit in wherever they need me. And right now, it's you know, it's been good so far, and I'm very fortunate to uh, to been invited to big league camp. And you know, of course, they're putting me in to back up all these guys, and you know, I love it. I love it. I love being with all these guys and just seeing how they act in here. It's it's a cool atmosphere. So I'm just I'm having fun right now. We're having fun watching you, Jack. Uh, you're doing great. It's fun to watch you play. You play all these different positions, and you play them well. So good luck the rest of the way. Hope to see you at Minute Maid Park this summer. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Drew Ferguson, outfielder in camp with the Astros and got a chance to play at AA Corpus Christi and, and AAA Fresno last year, your, your first big league camp. How's the experience been for you so far? Um, so far it's been great. Um, it's been nice to get to know a lot of guys that I've been watching on TV, watch the – incredible playoff run that they had um, just getting to know more staff members on the big league side of the organization and kind of um, I guess find a niche in the clubhouse um, you know every day we're just trying to trying to get better and uh, being surrounded by such talent a talented group of coaches and players it's obviously very beneficial for my development and my career so it's been great so far and hopefully it, it continues. What was the experience for you watching the Astros win the World Series and being a part of the organization and, and knowing some of the guys who were taking part? Relationships aside, that was an insane playoff run in, anyway. I mean, Game 5 of the World Series is probably the best baseball game I've ever seen in my whole life. Yeah. Um, and then the icing on the cake really is that I've been around some of these guys and gotten to know them. So, of course, you're rooting for them. You want them to do well. And then to see it all play out like it did, um, it's pretty cool. Now, you're from Knoxville, Tennessee. You went to college at Belmont University in Nashville, uh, walked on at, at Belmont. How did that all go about? Did you, did you have many offers coming out of high school in Knoxville? Uh, none, actually. So, 
Um, it was one of those things where it was partially my own fault. I didn't. I don't know that I put myself out there on on college teams' radars. Like doing, like didn't do a lot of the showcases and stuff, that sort of thing, right? So I, you know, I didn't expose myself like a lot of players did. Um, and actually, my high school coach just kind of took a stab and set, told a Belmont coach to come take a look. He saw me play one game, offered me a walk-on spot, and then. I decided to keep playing. At that time, I was on the fence about continuing my career, not, um, you know, just being a, being an 18-year-old. That's just, you don't, you don't know what you want to do. So, but, you know, looking back, couldn't be more, more grateful that it turned out the way it did. What was the experience like leading up to the draft for you? Were you did you have an idea of where you were going to go? Did you have an idea that where you'd be drafted, that sort of thing? Except for a few s- select players, the, the draft is a complete circus. <laughs> I mean, I was told by scouts and draft experts or whatever that I would be going in rounds five through ten as a senior. That didn't work out. I was told on draft day by a couple organizations that they would for sure take me, and they didn't. So I don't know. That that whole process is a little bit irritating, really. There's a lot of there's not a lot of transparency between players and organizations in my experience, but couldn't be more happy to be with Astros. It's honestly, it's the perfect fit. And I couldn't imagine being anywhere else, especially as far as my own career is concerned with my development. This is, I think, the the best in, in baseball for offensive development. So I'm happy to be here. How was the transition for you? Or how did, when did you make the transition? You were an infielder in, in high school. How did you wind up becoming an outfielder? Um, you know, as a, as a walk-on coming into Belmont, it was just one of those things where they had a a set infield and my best chance to get on the field and play was to move to the outfield and I was quick enough to play the outfield so I just tried to learn the position um, sort of a crash course in in the fall and ended up playing center my whole career there so and then I just honestly I was a better outfielder than I was an infielder so that worked out well and I've just I've stuck in the outfield as long as I can as long as I can keep hitting. <laughs> <laughs> Drew Ferguson, Astros outfielder, glad to have you in camp, and good luck. Hope to see you in the big league soon. Thank you. Sport working from the first base side of the rubber. Baseball is the only game you can see on the radio. Pitch on the way. Round ball right side into the shift. To his left, Altuve has it in short right, throws to first, and the Astros are 2017 World Series champions. See all the magic all summer long. Game seven on the road at Dodger Stadium, and the Astros prevail. World Series champions. Right here. We love our fans. We love the city. On the Astros Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 